Next on BYU Sports Nation, NCAA Tournament at-large hopes for BYU basketball. Gonzaga with the wind. What now for the Cougars? Mark Durant discusses that, and former All-Pro Philadelphia Eagle Chad Lewis tells us his experience at the Super Bowl yesterday. Plus, Kyle Van Noysmark on Super Bowl 52, hashtag Brigham, and remembering a BYU football legend. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Fly, Eagles, fly. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Monday, February 5th. We are back to work. Wherever and however you're dialed in, always great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the assistant to the producer of Tide Commercials, Jerem Jordan. You think this is a BYU Sports Nation episode. It's actually a Tide commercial. That won the commercial battle. Hopper was the MVP of the commercials. It was not close. Albeit, the NFL did put together a clutch run late in the game with Eli Manning, the New York Giants, and Odell Beckham Jr. and their Dirty Dancing rendition. Patriots are 0-3 in uh, games in which Eli Manning shows up. <laughs> in the Super Bowl. And again, he made a clutch play late in the game, right? It's clutch. <laughs> Is he elite? When he waves Odell Beckham Jr. over and they do the My same. My wife's freaking out of that part. He He's picks like, oh, him yeah, up. That's great. That was so funny. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> They're doing the dance. Congratulations to the NFL. Did they have to pay for that spot, by the way? Because they are the NFL? I wonder how that works out in terms of know. like. Add revenues and costs and all that stuff. I love a good rhetorical question. Yeah, I don't know. Something to think about, right? That has no weight or bearing on any of our lives. Correct. <laughs> How about some things that might bring on the headlines? It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. BYU men's basketball loses at 14th-ranked Gonzaga, 68-60, snapping a three-game win streak for the Cougars in Spokane. T.J. Haas led all scores with 22 points. He had that ginger mama swagger back. Luke Worthington had a career night. He scored 16 points, grabbed three rebounds. We'll discuss what now after that loss for BYU hoops in just a few minutes. Kyle Van Noy had five tackles in the Patriots' loss to the Eagles last night in the Super Bowl. Van Noy, by the way, the... Just the second BYU Cougar to play in back-to-back Super Bowls since 1990. It was Tom Homel and Steve Young. And then Aaron Francisco. Aaron Francisco. But with two different teams. Then. Francisco back with the back, Cardinals yeah. and the Colts back-to-back. He's the LeGarrette Blunt of the uh, 08 09 seasons. BYU men's volleyball snapped a three-match losing streak on Saturday night with a 3-0 sweep. Of UC Santa Barbara, they split the split rather the weekend series with the Gauchos. Brendan Sander had 21 kills over the weekend. And former BYU offensive line coach Roger French passed away this weekend. French coached at BYU from 1980 to 2000 as the offensive line coach and co-offensive coordinator. During his time at BYU, French was 86 years old. Many former players uh, expressed their. Uh, thoughts about Roger French and the impact he had on the program over the weekend on Twitter. We'll talk to one of those players, Chad Lewis, about his experience not just with Roger French, but what it means to him as a former Philadelphia Eagle to celebrate a Super Bowl championship. I thought I, I thought I saw some videos of Chad in the streets of Philadelphia. I may be off on that. 
Was he carrying a light pole down the street? He could, he, if he wanted, he could carry a light pole. He's that big. <laughs> oh, I was worried about Philadelphia. I'm like, I'm, I'm glad they're happy. What would have happened if they had lost? I, I was afraid the uh, Liberty Bell would get another crack in it. Hmm. I wouldn't doubt it. Wouldn't put it past them. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Gonzaga with the wind. BYU, no field goals in the last two and a half minutes. They had a great run with TJ Hawes. Hawes not giving up five seconds to play. Martin hits three, not there. And the Gonzaga fans... We'll celebrate a home win against BYU. They haven't had it in four years. Uh, yeah. It was a celebration for Gonzaga fans. And they I lo- finally did it. They I won lo- on their home court against BYU. I love them saying, this is our house. It's no like, one's it's- contesting the property. Nope. Ownership. <laughs> I'd probably hold off on that chant for a little while longer, though, against BYU. BYU has won three of four in Spokane. Settle down. Just, it's okay. You should win up there. What's your problem? BYU loses 68-60 at Gonzaga. The Cougars drop to 18-7 and overall and 7-5 and in the West Coast Conference. 7-5? and Oh, no! That's right. The moral victory discussions being largely tossed aside, much like the Cougars' NCAA tournament at-large chances. That takes us to today's Twitter question. After the loss at Gonzaga on Saturday, now what? For BYU Hoops, use the hashtag BYUSN at AE5LD. It really doesn't change anything. It was always always going to be an NIT season anyway. Better things ahead. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Looking back at our preseason projections, yes, we thought probably an NIT season. But then when BYU starts really well in non-conference at 11-2, and two, that shifted a little bit, right? It's like there was, oh, well, a, there was maybe, a hope, and BYU is playing defense, and they're valuing possession and whatnot. We thought that it might be different. The means to this team's improvement is that they're not losing games by as many points. That's the difference because BYU seven and five in league. That's a really disappointing number, right? Moral now. victory. I'm so tired of those. Moral I know. victory. Yes. Yeah. That's what it is. Winners don't talk about moral victories. They talk about actual victories. You want to know what another moral victory is? The fact that Elijah Bryant was 1 for 11, his worst game as a BYU basketball player statistically, and the Cougars were still in the game. Moral victory. Yes. That's that's exactly right. Yes. Yeah, Luke Worthington showed up against Gonzaga. He, He outscored Yoli Childs and Elijah Bryant almost by himself. Does that qualify? Moral victory. <laughs> but I don't want it to be moral victory Monday. You know what I mean? I know. Your team's good. It's just not NCAA turning at large good. Brand new AP poll out. Gonzaga and St. Mary's both move up. The Gales are number 11. They're almost in the top 10, and Gonzaga's one spot behind at number 12. So, yes, BYU was not supposed to win this game. They're the third best team in the West Coast Conference behind two top 12 teams. The issue was not Saturday. It was Thursday. It was Thursday. And I'm still mad about and Thursday. And it was the home game against St. Mary's where BYU needs to finish that and take care of business. Now we're talking. Then you beat Gonzaga at home. You have to get a semifinal win. Now you have three quadrant one wins according to the NCAA Basketball Committee. Now you're talking about potentially not large. But instead you're talking about two losses to non-St. Zaga. 
You're talking about, yeah, you're, you have two quadrant three losses, one quadrant four. Those aren't good, right? And you have no quadrant one wins. What, what is all this quadrant stuff? It's the, it's the new way that the NCAA basketball committee, of which one of the ten members is Thomas Homo, by the way. Uh, and, and so B- It's how they rate wins and losses. Yeah, and there's a lot that goes into it. Um, BYU doesn't have enough good, and they have too many bad. Um, so BYU is going to have to win the tourney in Vegas to uh, get to the NCAA tournament. And that takes us to what now for BYU basketball, right? Yeah, and, and every team in America has the same opportunity. Um, Steve Cleveland said that he feels like this team is better prepared in Vegas than previous teams. I agree with that idea. I think that BYU defends. Uh, you know, they hold Gonzaga to 68 points. That's uh, an excellent number. Offensively, you've got to get to 69, 70 points in this one for 70 wins. Well, no one got to 70 in this. BYU uh, values possession. Offensively, the efficiency wasn't up. Like you said, Elijah Bryant struggled. T.J. Haas is fantastic versus Gonzaga, by the way. All three games, he's been 17-plus. Um, there's that number again. Just not enough for BYU. <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> yeah, they, listen, this BYU team has some really quality uh, attributes and does some really nice things. They're just not NCAA tournament at large this year. Our hope is that they build towards Vegas, get a home win against Gonzaga, win a quarterfinal, and then win the semifinal and just see what happens. Well, the head coach, Dave Rose, is on that train of thought now, looking ahead to Vegas a bit. He alluded to that. Whether you meant to or not, in his post-game remarks, listen to this. What we really need to concentrate on is to find a kind of a flow to us as a group where we can get really emphasize, you know, those three guys, Yo and TJ and and Elijah, on the same nights to get them, you know, to get them, you know, on on, on the, uh, the, their best, uh, and and that's how you know we can finish this season with a real positive note and you know win three games in a row in March and get everything done that we need to get done. Ah, yes. Get the big three ready for a hopeful three-game streak in Las Vegas. The power of three. So, you've heard from the coach. I want to go back to something that would have changed the entire dynamic of the game on Saturday night. And that is just a little bit more from BYU's usually consistent star, Elijah Bryant. Which takes us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Elijah Bryant's streak of 24 games with a three-pointer made was snapped on Saturday. It was 0 for 8. Bryant hit his head, or was hit in the head pretty hard Thursday. We were wondering if that was a concussion. He comes back in the second half. Uh, He plays against Gonzaga. Then he got hit in the shin in the first half. So I think EB3 was banged up there. Still took 11 shots, um, missed all eight threes, which he's obviously off if he's missing eight threes. He's a 40 now 3% shooter from three. So BYU needs uh, Elijah Bryant. They need the big three to show up, uh, beat beat uh, Santa Clara and San Francisco this week, then a really tough road swing at San Diego and Pepperdine in reverse order next week, live on BYU TV. You'll be down there for those. And then uh, you go to Portland, then you host Gonzaga. Just build towards Vegas. See if you can't make a run in Vegas. For BYU to build towards Las Vegas – I can tell you they need to shoot better than 8 for 44 over a two-game stretch from the three-point line. That's really bad. 8 but, for 44 in games everything. against LMU and Gonzaga. Man, with the way that the three-point line plays a factor in today's college basketball game, though? Ugh. It hasn't been a boon for BYU this season. BYU's relied more on getting to the rim and getting to the free throw Which line. Which is why they're in the game against Gonzaga, yeah. despite shooting so poorly from outside. Right. 
You need to get over the hump, though. Like, being close isn't good enough for this, for these guys, for this program. Like, that's all nice. I know St. Mary's and Gonzaga is ranked. But, like, it's, it's, it wasn't Saturday that was the issue. It was Thursday. It's at, it's at home against UT Arlington. It's at home against St. Mary's. Push over the top. Get over the top, man. BYU has to win 26 games to get bubbly, which would mean eight straight wins leading up to a hopeful appearance in the West Coast Conference Tournament Championship Then game. you get two quadrant one wins over Gonzaga, likely, if St. Mary's wins the league. What's we'll more see. likely, though, winning eight in a row to get to the WCC Tournament Championship or just winning three games in Las Vegas? Neither. Neither is likely. <sighs> what's more likely is what I'm saying. I didn't say what's likely. What's more likely? I don't know. Me and BYU either. Beat two top fifteen teams in two days. That's what it will require for BYU to that's, sniff the NCAA intense. tournament. <laughs> that, li- that likely isn't happening. Like Yeesh. for most teams, right? All right. It's all part of the discussion we're having today. After the loss at Gonzaga on Saturday, what now for BYU hoops? Let's go to the Twitter machine. Hashtag BYUSN at CL underscore living used it. He says, hey, some other top teams lost too. Now just go and win the next game. You got to start that eight-game win streak with one on Thursday, right? You should win two this week against two teams below you in the standings. At Daniel Ryan Evans, maybe next year, slowly and steadily have lost interest in this season. Hopefully BYU can uh, regain the interest there. Coming up, Chad Lewis was at the Super Bowl yesterday. We'll chat with him about the Eagles' first Super Bowl victory. And next, he's a big deal, Mark Durant. What now for BYU basketball, according to the longtime BYU Cougar analyst? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. How's your Monday? This is BYU Sports Nation, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. BYU Basketball with Dave Rose is on tomorrow at 8 Eastern Time with host Greg Rubel. Player guest this week is McKay Cannon. Use hashtag Rose Show to send in questions. You can reserve your seats on BYUCougars.com slash Rose Show. After BYU Basketball's loss at Gonzaga on Saturday night, now what for the Cougar Hoopsters? Now what? At Colonel James 83, ideally win out the regular season. That would be six consecutive wins, including a regular season finale against Gonzaga in Provo. Especially winning the game at home with Gonzaga. It'd be incredible because BYU would have wins at Pepperdine, snap a four-game losing streak. At San Diego, that's a tough place to play, right? Throws played a tough one, a close one with St. Mary's, who has yet to lose in the league still. Um, That would be incredible. Then you'd go into Vegas with some hope of being able to make a run. Oh, man. Here's the thing. Does BYU want to play St. Mary's or Gonzaga, potentially in the semifinals of Las Vegas? BYU matches up better with Gonzaga, in my opinion. Which has been the case for the last four or five years, right? But in Vegas, Gonzaga is tougher than in the kennel. I'm telling you right now. There's no good, there's no good matchup in the semifinal for BYU other than St. Mary's and Gonzaga. Like, if... if San Diego or Pacific or somebody could just throw BYU a bone here and beat St. Mary's or Gonzaga in a, in a quarter final and give BYU an opportunity in a semi. Remember a few years ago, St. Mary's lost its quarter. Played, BYU played Portland. I believe that's the triple-double game for Kyle Collinsworth. 
and then BYU gets to the title game. Then it's one game. I know, one game. Almost Any, anyone can, can win one anything can happen. Game. Okay? Absolutely, it's not a best of seven series with Gonzaga in Vegas or St. Mary's. It's a best of one. It's one night. I'll tell you the chances, or not the chances, rather, but the effect that eight consecutive wins would have on BYU's tournament resume coming up in just a little bit. Okay, you'd have one quadrant one win. Two. Well, two. You'd have two. Well, I don't know if two would do it. We'll talk about that in just a bit. Joining us now, a man who shot 53% from the field his senior season at BYU and a guy who can get you 53% more money than your current lawyer can. Mark Durant <laughs> on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Mark, how you doing? I'm doing good, guys. Always a pleasure. Trivia out of the gate, my friend. How many points did you average your senior season at BYU? <laughs> Well, I don't like that question very much. Uh, <laughs> you see, the the one thing I've got going for me, guys, is the name Durant. And people hear that, they think of Devin Durant or Kevin Durant. <laughs> and I think, man, those guys are really, really good. And so they just kind of figure, because my name's Durant, that was good. But <laughs> I think of Kent Durant, who played on the 48 through 51 uh, squads. That's personally what I think of. <laughs> Mark, let's uh, let's ask you our Twitter question today. Uh, after the loss at Gonzaga on Saturday, now what for BYU hoops? Mark, are you there? I think we may have lost Mark. Mark was so he was so mad about question that question that he left. He was so mad. He is out. By the way, it was six point one points per game, but he shot fifty three percent from the field. Listen, Mark was he started uh, twenty two games as a Mark senior. Mark was a rebounding. Defensive hound. That's who he was. He was the man, right? Yes. Mark had five fouls to give. That's, you know. I, I, offend, <laughs> I offended him. I apologize, BYU Sports Nation. I offended him and sent him away. We'll see if we can get him back. In the meantime, let's discuss BYU basketball and what I talked about just a few minutes ago. Okay. okay? Are you talking in the context of getting an at-large? What yes. are you talking about? Because some people are like, are you- hey, it's not over yet. Like, that is becoming the vast minority. Okay. I am not the on that train. The at-large shot. Like, okay. The at-large gone. shot exists in and only if BYU can win eight consecutive games. That's what it has come down to. They wouldn't have enough good wins, in my opinion. They would have make two in. quadrant one wins that they would add to... The win against Utah. Which is a quadrant two win. And the win against Utah Valley. Okay? Yeah. So So if UVU is your fourth best win, that's not good. BYU, (laughs) if they win eight straight games and get to the WCC Tournament Championship. This team hasn't shown us that they're going to win eight. Exactly, they haven't. But if they do that, their RPI would be mid-40s. That'd be nice. Yeah. And then they'd be in in the discussion, right? But the likelihood of that happening, I think, is less than winning three games in Las Vegas. Just win the auto bid. Yeah, and, and you're going to have to win road games at San Diego and Pepperdine. Like, those would be really nice wins for BYU, all things considered. Fantastic news. Mark Durant has turned the other cheek, and he has forgiven me for my question about how many points he averaged his senior season, and he is back with us. Mark, I am so sorry that I hurt your feelings. Well... Yeah, you've you've destroyed the uh, the facade that I've tried to put up over the years that I was actually a good player. So thanks for that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, if if you can look the other way and answer today's Twitter question, we'd be uh, very appreciative. And that is, after the loss at Gonzaga on Saturday for BYU basketball, now what? Where does your focus as an analyst go? 
Yeah, well, you know, I just, uh, I, I guess I just want them to get better. And, uh, you know, you're talking about scenarios and winning games. I just, I, I would like to see more consistent effort, especially when you go on the road to teams like LMU and Portland and Pepperdine, where, where you don't have that excitement of the Gonzaga fans and the, the whole the whole setting there. It's easy to get up for those games and, and really play hard because it's so intense and the, the the atmosphere is so electric. But going to Pepperdine in that small gym with a few fans, I mean, you got to kind of uh, artificially manufacture that intensity, and it's not easy to do, and a lot of teams fall prey to that. But BYU's got to be more consistent in coming out, even against the lesser teams, because – they're not good enough to just beat anybody. They they got they got to earn it, and and so you got to come out and really give some effort. So I, I'm worried about the road games. I'd like to see some improvement in the type of effort, and go and and win the games you're supposed to win. We talk about that a lot, but beat Pepperdine and and beat San Diego. That's going to be really tough. San Diego's good, and going on the road there that'll be tough. And Portland, they've got some decent players, and so. BYU can't take anyone for granted. I'd like to see him uh, have a little bit better consistent effort and, a, and a, you know, really get after it, play with some urgency and and uh, with some pride, really, on the road. I mean, that was very disappointing against LMU, and I think the contrast between Thursday and Saturday really proves my point on on being ready to go and playing with energy and intensity and urgency. So I'd like to see that. I'd, I don't know that they'll win all the games uh, finishing out, but I'd just like to see them get better so they're in a position when it really matters in the conference tournament uh, to, to be at their best and being playing confident and and doing the right things. And I think that Saturday Gonzaga game, yeah, yeah, they lost it, but I came away feeling pretty good uh, because I, I I saw what I wanted to see, and I just want to see more of that so that they can get in the, the best position possible at the end of the year. BYU is seven and five in West Coast Conference play, which is pretty gnarly. One game above five hundred. I think we feel like this team's better, but is it just because the margin of loss is lower? Yeah, I think that's part of it. I mean, you run the scenarios well, man. If we could have hit that last second shot at St. Mary's, and then the last second shot at Pacific, and maybe if we could have got a couple bounces up at Gonzaga, you know, it would be a totally different story. Obviously, that LMU game was an outlier. That was extremely disappointing, but. I think otherwise BYU has been in most games that they've had that they've played and uh, they've you know they've competed and uh, and I think you know the defense has been better and and uh, you know it, it, it just kind of looks better on the eye the way that they're taking care of the ball uh, again to take you got to take the LMU game out of your mind to uh, make <laughs> hard, these points seem valid but. Uh, <laughs> But we're just going to forget about that game. But otherwise, I mean, BYU has really competed and and looked good. And uh, so I, I think there's, you know, I think there's reason to, to think this team is better than they have been, notwithstanding the record. But that in lies the frustration, right, guys? I mean, you, you kind of feel it in your bones watching, but the, the results are the same, and that's that's very frustrating. But my hope is that you know, in the long run, those things are going to pay off and. And even though the things are the same now as they have been in past years, maybe maybe this year can be different in that BYU can win the tournament or you know do something special at the end of the year to to make it really feel like you've you've done something and accomplished something and, and that you are better and that the future is brighter. And uh, I get, you know that's the the blue eye the, the blue goggled uh, optimist in me that I want that's what I want to happen. We'll see if it pans out, but 
you know, I do believe uh, that the BYU is making the right steps, and and this is a stepping stone year. And, and that's not to say I don't want them to win the tournament this year and go to the NCAA tournament this year. I want all that for this team, but uh, I also want you know a long-term, big-picture thing. I want to know that the program is doing the right things, going the right direction, and I, I feel pretty confident that they are. Longtime BYU basketball analyst Mark Durant with us on BYU Sports Nation. Mark, I'm still trying to wrap my head around the fact that BYU shot 3-for-20 from the three-point line. Elijah Bryant was 1-for-11. Yoli Childs scored 14 points, and the Cougars were within one possession with under three minutes to play. How do you explain that? Yeah, that's the thing that eats at you. I mean, uh, well, you think, man, get a, a call here or there. Make, I mean, if, even if you shoot a poor three-point three number in that game, you know, that's, what, six for 20? Uh, that's, you know, that's not a great number either. Yeah. And that's three more threes. So you're shooting a subpar number still at six for 20, but you win the game. And uh, so that's that's hard to take, and uh, they were terrible at LMU as well. I mean, if you're if you're turning the ball over and shooting poor, poorly from the three point line, you're just not going to win. And but you're right, the fact that they're in that game, notwithstanding that, just goes to show you how how hard they played and they did a lot of good things. But got to have guys knocking down three point shots, I and mean, it's almost impossible to expect to go to a ranked team on the road and shoot that number and have any hope. And uh, so that's frustrating. I mean, TJ is the only guy that I think hit a three. And Elijah Bryant's been shooting 45%. I mean, that's crazy that he couldn't hit any shots, and a lot of them were in and out. And clearly, you know, he just was he was not quite right. I mean, that's obvious. Uh, that's such a crazy number for him, what, what he's done this year. But it just makes it, again, it's just kind of like the whole year. Like, boy, we're, we're right there, but we just something always goes wrong. And you hope they can find a way to kind of get it every all together and have everything working together at the right time, uh, because it's it's frustrating when you do so many good things but kind of shoot yourself in the foot. Mark BYU is hoping to win three in Vegas and win the tournament. BYU, amazingly, for as good as BYU's been at basketball, they haven't won a conference championship since 2001. Steve Cleveland feels like this team is better equipped to win that tournament. Yet there stands two top 15 teams in the way. Do you feel like this team is better equipped to compete and potentially win this tournament than maybe the last couple of years? Well, far be it from a guy that got six points a game to question Steve Cleveland. <laughs> and so, so I, I, yeah, I agree with Steve. I really do. I mean, Gonzaga, as good as they are, you know, they don't have uh, kind of that superstar big guy that they normally have, and they're not a great three-point shooting team. You know, they don't have the Pangos or the Williams Gosses or, or whoever that they've had. They're still really good and have great depth and great athleticism, but I think they're more vulnerable this year, notwithstanding the BYU lost up there, but I, I think they're they're certainly gettable. St. Mary's beat them up there. and St. Mary's obviously is a tough matchup with Landale, um, but uh, you know, in my in my heart, I think you know, especially after last year, BYU got drilled by St. Mary's a couple times. Uh, I think BYU certainly will have a chance in that game. They'll be in the game, and St. Mary's is not going to dominate them. So, yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's more of an opportunity. Mormons just, you know, <laughs> Vegas isn't really their town, and uh, 
but I think I think the Mormons are going to roll the dice this year, and, and hopefully uh, they come away with some you know some good things. Follow him at Durant Mark on the Twitter machine. Mark will leave with this: How many guys shot fifty three percent or better and seventy percent from the free throw line in a season for BYU? That's that's pretty good, man. You're just trying to make up for the initial question, uh, <laughs> but I, I appreciate that. Listen, uh, I, you know, I, I was uh, the consummate role player. I wanted to get in your face defensively like you do in ward ball, mm-hmm. Spencer, mm-hmm. and uh, that, that was my deal. And uh, I'll leave the scoring to, to Devin and Kevin on the Durant name. I, was, I just wanted to D somebody up. <laughs> Great stuff, Mark. <laughs> we appreciate the time. Look forward to doing it again soon. Hey, thanks, fellas. See ya. Mark Duran on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. After the loss at Gonzaga on Saturday, now what for BYU basketball? Ugh. At Drake Pintail. Very good and competitive Saturday night game. BYU may be a competitive NIT team if they can be invited. Oh, they're in the Stop they're, it. They're in the NIT. That's the jaded blue goggle look. It's yeah. the negative blue goggle look. <laughs> Coming up, BYU loses, but we always have the N1 picks. Did we lose that too? Oh. And he met a really famous movie star yesterday, Chad Lewis, on celebrating an Eagles Super Bowl championship. A celebratory Monday for all Eagles fans all over the world. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio. Simulcast on BYU TV. We're on demand anytime, anywhere. I wish the celebration was as large for BYU fans as well. But BYU it's fans not. are not even close to as reckless as <laughs> Philadelphians. <laughs> hey, Wednesday, we'll have our BYU Sports Nation signing day special, a two-hour edition of the show. It, it starts an hour earlier than the show normally does. So 11 a.m. Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio, a two-hour dish as we recap who was not only signed in December, but who is signed on Wednesday. It's a big show. Join us. We're, uh, we're doing it right. The party's going to be in, in our, our house, building baby. this time, which is great. We're excited to uh, combine efforts. We're hosting the party this time. Speaking of parties. Ah, yes. Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines. Men's basketball loses at 14th-ranked, uh, nay, now 12th-ranked Gonzaga because the new poll just came out, 68-60. Snapping a three-game win streak for the Cougars in Spokane. T.J. Haas led all scores with 22 points. Kyle Van Noy had five tackles in the Patriots' loss to the Eagles last night in the Super Bowl. Van Noy is just the second BYU Cougar to play in back-to-back Super Bowls since 1990. BYU men's volleyball snapped a three-match losing streak on Saturday night with a sweep of UC Santa Barbara. Brendan Sander had 21 kills over the weekend against the Gauchos. And former BYU offensive line coach Roger French passed away this weekend. French coached at BYU from 1980 to 2000 as the offensive line coach and co-offensive coordinator during his time at BYU. French was 86. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is All-American and former NFL All-Pro tight end for the Philadelphia Eagles, Chad Lewis. Chad, congratulations to you and all of Philadelphia. It's been almost 50 years in the making. A championship is back in the city of brotherly love. How do you feel, man? Yo, Spencer, Kimball, Linton, I feel really good right now. I'm pumped. <laughs> Understandably. I mean, what does the first ever Super Bowl championship really mean to Philadelphia? I, couldn't, I can't put it in words, but I can say when I left the stadium to jump on the train to catch my plane, 
it was full of Patriots fans who left the stadium. All the Eagles fans stayed to party. And there was one Eagles fan on that train, and I just grabbed him, and we celebrated together. We were just laughing and crying, and, you know, he was talking about his grandpa in heaven who, who had to be celebrating. And I was like, you better believe it. And it was just, I could feel from him the reaction from Eagles fans everywhere. And it was just, it was so sweet. What was the best moment you saw? Because you were in the stadium at the Super Bowl last night. Yeah, I was there. It was, uh, the great part about it is that the Eagles went in to win the game. They played to win the game. They called plays to win the game. They didn't tiptoe in. They were aggressive. They maintained what they'd done all throughout the playoffs. Uh, Nick Foles was throwing laser beams. Guys were making plays. And it was just cool to see a, a heavyweight title bout battle on the Super Bowl stage against Tom Brady, who's the greatest quarterback in the history of the game. And he threw for over 500 yards. <laughs> and and the lost. Eagles won. <laughs> Yeah, and no picks and like one penalty, and they lost. It was That's incredible, crazy. Uh, with the celebration ongoing, Chad, uh, how much sleep have you had in the last uh, twenty-four hours? I got some sleep last night. We had a coaches' meeting this morning here at eight a.m., so I was ready for that. And um, <laughs> I was I was very grateful to be out there. Um, I was there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, there were a lot of interviews. Um, we did a pep rally with the owner and other people in the organization Saturday in the cold. It was snowing, and people <laughs> just packed the streets of Minnesota. It was so cold, and yet I don't think all the fans were drunk in the streets, but they looked warm to me. They were <laughs> Chad, you took a picture with Chris Pratt. Um, you know what, what was it like uh, meeting Chris and or any other celebs at the Super Bowl? Oh, man, there were – Super Bowl is known for celebrities, and they were everywhere. Everywhere you turn was just like, oh, my gosh. And Chris Pratt, I walked up, and I said, are you an Eagles fan? He said, uh, well, I am today. I'm like, sweet. And we talked for just a second. Then I just, as I was parting, I said, hey, I want you to know I like what, how you conduct yourself and the things that you stand for. And just because he's made it a point uh, to talk about good things. And he said, hey, that's really nice. I want you to know I really appreciate that. Wow, that's really cool. And he didn't have to take time. He had a, you know, entourage getting ready to fly out of there. And I thought, to me, it said a lot about him, mm. that he just slowed his, his mind and all the madness around him. He just slowed it down enough to to be polite, have some class. And I just thought that was really cool. He's a Seahawks fan. That's how we do it, Chad. <laughs> He's a Philadelphia Eagles fan. I just told you, Jim. Michael Jordan, listen to me. <laughs> he is a 12. He is a 12. Chad, how long does the celebration last for you, and what are the chances you get to the Super Bowl parade in Philadelphia? Well, I've had a lot of people ask me, and it depends. I mean, there's a chance I go back there. They're trying to figure out if it's Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. The last report I heard was it might be Thursday. So there's – we'll see if I get back there. Um, it would be fun. It's just uh, how how long is the celebration going to last? It's going to last for a long time because the losses, those NFC Championship losses, the Super Bowl loss, those things hurt. They go deep, and so mm-hmm. this victory it it uh, it touches those nerves that were were so deeply affected so many years ago, and it 
kind of like going to counseling. I feel like I'm a new man. And you can always uh, bump it on Vicek Hammer's couch, right? <laughs> For sure. I mean, I'm Gary Barbera. He's my car person back there. So when I land, there'll be a car. I'll stay with Vi. Uh, it'll just be a total celebration. Something that we've talked about for a long time is Eagles. Like, how cool will it be to have our parade down Broad Street? And I really, really wanted it as a player, and we came close. And I'm so happy for these guys, Nick Bowles, Doug Peterson, Zach Ertz, all of them. Chad Lewis with us on BYU Sports Nation. It is a celebratory Monday for the entire Eagles fraternity, whether you're a fan or a former player or former coach. Just great stuff happening uh, for the city of Philadelphia. On the other side, Chad, Kyle Van Noy had five tackles and is just the second Cougar to play in back-to-back Super Bowl since 1990. What did you think of Kyle's performance for the Patriots in that uh, losing effort? I thought he played great. I mean, his first tackle, he goes in and one arm clothesline uh, blunt and just takes him down. And it was he was letting everyone know that he was there to play. And I let him know earlier in the in the week if he was the MVP and drove home with a truck, I'd be so pumped for him. <laughs> and he he belongs on that stage. He fits in. He makes plays. Um, I'm I'm very happy for him. And I know right now he's disappointed. He wanted second. He wanted a second Super Bowl ring in a row, and I'm so grateful that he's kind enough to share the wealth with Philadelphia, because, man, I needed that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, th- <laughs> there's the Super Bowl last night, so what, g- give us the timeline of uh, what's happened like the last 12 hours for you. So so the Eagles win the game, and then and then what happens? Well, I was, I, I wanted to go run down on the field, and unless you have previously previous arrangements to have the lanyard which allows you on the field you ain't getting on the field you could be uh whoever you want and if you get down there one of those security snipers they'll they'll grab you and you out (laughs) so i talked with some nfl people i said what are the chances and they said look you don't have a lanyard don't 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 do it and i said deal you guys have been so good to me so that last hail mary was thrown I was standing, I'd left my area, I was in a box um, with Brian Rolap, who's an NFL executive, and I left, I was standing in the end zone where the ball was coming, and it took five minutes to go through the air, and I <laughs> looked back and forth from the ball to Gronk, I'm like, oh my gosh, the big giant is waiting, and then when it, when it hit the ground, game was over, then people went bananas, and I, I, I ran out and had to catch a train Brandon Lewis my next door neighbor all those years in Cedar Hills he was flying back on business that's how I was able to get out there and I had to I was going separate to the airport from him so I had to catch a train catch a cab and get to my destination so I could get the ride home and so it was um kind of pandemonium just riding on the train getting a million texts from family and friends and just elated, trying to process what happened. Just, just so pumped for it all. Well, we're glad you made it back safely for your meeting at eight o'clock, which is just crazy. But we're glad to have you back, <laughs> um, and certainly grateful to to have you with us on the show today. Before you go, Chad. Uh, we do want to bring up a man that uh, had a significant influence in your life, uh, especially as a football player, Roger French. He passed away at the age of 86. Um, what did he mean to you, Chad? 
Roger French was an amazing coach because he was a he was a technician. He he put a lot of offensive linemen from BYU into the pros because he was so good at teaching technique. Technique is everything. And he also had the ability, without swearing, to get you to play at a high level of football. And that's difficult. I mean, he, he never swore. He would call you turkey lips. He would call you whatever. But it was never, you know, he was never cursing at you. And his ability to, as a coach, to pierce into your soul and, and get you to play at a, at a, at a high level, Sometimes it wasn't that fun, and that's a coach's job at, at points, to get you to play this physical game at a level where you can be successful. And so during those not-fun days, I was mad at him. During those great days, I loved him. But, you know, I'm so grateful that he was my coach. I'm so grateful that he coached at BYU. He was a, not a member of the LDS Church, and he – came from Minnesota to be here for all those years with Lavelle, and he gave his heart and soul to BYU. And what a credit to him for how he cared about the players and the student-athletes at BYU. Chad, we appreciate uh, the insight into several different topics. Thrilled for you as a member of the Philadelphia Eagles fraternity that uh, they have that Super Bowl championship. I know that you'll be celebrating it for a while, and thanks for taking some time with us today. Yeah, it's great talking with you guys. Thanks so much. Chad Lewis on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. I can tell Chad is a little tired because he sounds a little tired. He always has energy. Like, he and Lee Johnson are rolling around all the time. That is an incredibly energetic group. My goodness. They're the only people in the world that I know that don't need a five-hour energy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because I'll just, I'll just be on. It flows in tired. their yeah. veins, man. <laughs> hey, coming up, Kyle Collinsworth goes all triple double in the G League. Now that's how you make an impression coming off of a second 10 day contract, right? What's next for BYU basketball? More of your Twitter responses next. Oh, and uh, our and one picks, Jerem. It's been a rough week, man. I have nothing to say about this. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, live from Studio B on a Monday. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast each and every weeknight on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern, except for Tuesday. That one happens at 7 Eastern. That's right, because at 8 Eastern, it's BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. It's part of Super Tuesday, hosted by Greg Rubel. Dave Rose will talk about... Last week and uh, this week, BYU looking forward to two home games, trying to uh, take down Santa Clara and San Francisco. It's at 8 Eastern tomorrow on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Hey, quick shout out to at uh, WCC officials on the Twitter machine. It's time for our and one. Picks, predictions, and one on BYU Sports Nation. The first pick is worth two points. The second is worth one, just like an and one situation. We got to lower our standards here. Oh. Things not often said at this university. <laughs> right now, Jerem, I have a seven-point lead on you in this competition. Yeah, your Gonzaga to my Brigham. <sighs> I wish it were more like St. Mary's and Gonzaga. The separation there. 
but it's not. You don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> My two-pointer from the BYU at Gonzaga game, BYU will make eight three-pointers or more. Well, heck no. They made Larry, eight. Is they that made, you? They made eight in two games out of 44 attempts. That's really bad. 18%. Well, they shot three for 20, specifically in the Gonzaga game. Not close. So bad. But I got my one-pointer, Jerem. The Cougars will have a 20-point scorer. Swish! TJ Haas. Great to see him back playing well with that swagger. He had 22 points. A two-pointer. First to 70 wins. Mm. Neither team scored 70. <laughs> it's, only, it's only when you make the pick. Oh. Not when we recap it. Oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah it only took a couple weeks or years. <laughs> uh, and my one-pointer. BYU won't have a 20-point score. I thought B. I thought BYU would get more balance. Uh, Elijah Bryant must be banged up. He, had a, he was really bad. Something was um, off. He was yeah. weird. Got hit in the head, got hit in the shin. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I didn't get it. So, you are up, what, 18, 10? No? 17. Oh, it's, those are the updated scores. Yeah. So, it was 16. It was 16. Now it's, now it's 17 to 10. It's just a touchdown, man. Simple touchdown. Well, is it? It's basketball. <laughs> BYU's got Santa Clara and San Francisco both at home this week. Games that they absolutely should win and be heavy favorites in. So hopefully that helps our annual projections. BYU will bounce back and take care of business at home. I don't. I don't doubt it. During football season, should we do six and one? (laughs) You do a touchdown and then you just some ancillary garbage pick (laughs) and then an extra point. Yes, or a two point conversion (laughs) and two. And two. Coming up, a triple-double and another 40.9. Just another day for BYU former hoopsters. And your Twitter responses. What's next for BYU basketball? Santa Clara? Don't give me that coach speak. Basketball Don't give me that coach Tomorrow? speak. BYU Sports Nation? BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com. For help when you need it most. Shout out to today's guests, Mark Durant. And Chad Lewis, who is celebrating with his Philadelphia Eagle brethren in the city of brotherly love. Well, he was in heart, right? Because now he's back in Provo. Yeah, he was in Minnesota. He's in, Minnesota. He's in yeah. Minneapolis. Yeah. Let's hope he gets back for the parade. Yeah, coming up this week, Blaine Fowler, Kalani Sitake, and much more, especially on our BYU football signing day. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. The Brighams lost to Gonzaga, 68-60 in Spokane, snapping a three-game win streak for the Cougars in Spokane. T.J. Haas led all scores with 22 points. Women's basketball. The ladies' 23-game home league win streak now over after a 14-point loss to Gonzaga, 84-70. Cassie Devagere scored 24 points in the loss. Cougars in the NFL. Kyle Van Noy, five tackles for the Patriots, who lost to the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Van Noy, by the way, second BYU Cougar to play in back-to-back Super Bowl since 1990. Football. Former BYU offensive line coach Roger French passed away this weekend. French coached at BYU from 1980 to 2000 as the offensive line instructor and co-offensive coordinator during his time at BYU. Chad Lewis spoke about his role with BYU. Download the podcast to hear that. French was 86 years old. Volleyball. Cougars swept at home Friday night and then got a sweep on Saturday, getting the split. Brendan Sanders, 21 kills over the weekend against UC Santa Barbara in both. 
Cougars in the association. Kyle Collinsworth at Big Russia 5 because that's his Twitter handle. Recorded a triple double on the final day of his second 10 day contract, but with the G League team of the Mavericks, the Texas Legends, he had 10 points, 11 rebounds, and 10 assists in the win. Jimmer! We're like the OG League. Jimmer put up 41 points, 14, had 14 rebounds. What? And five assists? Why did he pass five times? And the Shanghai Sharks lost to the Liaoning Leopards. Gymnastics. 18th ranked BYU finished third in a quad meet over the weekend involving Denver, Ball State, and Bowling Green. The ladies posted a 194.875. The season high on the vault of 48.975. Tennis. Men's team beat the Donkey Teeth. Uh, Boise State 4-3 this weekend. Freshman Ben Gallardo's three-set win sealed it for the Cougs. Swimming and diving. Freshman Elizabeth Holmes placed third in all events during the Wyoming diving invite, while senior Matt Denker earned BYU's first platform zone cut of the season. I'm going to act like I know what that is. Platform <laughs> zone cut. I can, I can make a guess. but yeah. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. How about uh, all the former BYU players who played for Philadelphia? I was Bicycle hoping you'd go there. Reno Mahe, Ifo Pili, Chad Lewis. Ty Detmer. Ty Detmer. Yeah. Congratulations to those guys. The Eagles got one. Fly, Eagles, fly. Biggest win in Philly since 1776. After the loss at Gonzaga on Saturday, now what for BYU basketball to the Twitter machine? We tweet. At Broncos Lover. I think you have to take it one game at a time. Obviously, BYU needs to win the Gonzaga invite to get to the dance. But it's a marathon, not a sprint. If BYU can win out, that helps with positive momentum come tournament time. Sure. It's a sprint now, though, in the final six. Our elite yeah. tweet of the day from at Cosmo the Cougar. There was once a wise Rastafarian who once said, don't worry about a thing because every little thing is going to be all right. Of course, then that same guy had a toe that was bothering him that eventually killed him. Guess he should have worried about a thing. BYU should, too. <laughs> well, then. Whoa. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use hashtag BYUSN. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Lee Johnson. We're back to work tomorrow at noon Eastern.